And Omar, please. Praise the Lord tonight. It's wonderful again to be in his presence. I want to thank everyone and continue to congratulate the women of righteousness on this 27th year of our anniversary. God has been wonderful. We have seen the lives of many change all through these 27 years. And God has restructured our lives. God has been teaching us. We are deep down in the word of God, being a strong church. Thank God for the leadership of Apostle Williams, our father in the Lord. And thank God for all the leaders and the administrators that are joining together to raise the hands of Aaron and all, Apostle and Reverend Omar Williams. So thank you all for this great privilege again. And I want to certainly thank Apostle, my beloved husband, for this great privilege of coming to speak to us again. We are looking at the theme of this conference, Woman, you are beautified by his glory. We have, been, we have looked at several areas where God has beautified us with his glory. We want to thank God for the woman of God, Reverend Mrs. Akpamed, that has also come to, 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 to help us as we go along. We want to thank God for Pastor Tijani too. You all are wonderful. I do admire and uh, appreciate the grace of God upon your life. Continue to beautify uh, uh, yourself with the glory of God and reflect God on a regular basis. That takes me to today's theme under this uh, uh, beautifying ourselves, our life for the glory of God. The theme for today's message is balancing your role as a career woman and a mother in the end time. And this is the struggle that we see that is happening in the church of God today. I will be speaking and, and the man of God will come and crown everything up for us. And I believe that we are going to be blessed. Like, you know, Pastor Tijari reminded me yesterday, fasten your seatbelts, adjust your chair backs upright and have all tables, all worries clipped in place in readiness for takeoff. We are about to take off. The Lord Almighty is going to grant us great understanding in everything that we do today, in Jesus' name. So balancing your role as a career woman and as a mother. Today, a lot of people have different careers, you know, that you have to face and uh, uh, you have to juggle things around take baby to the nanny, I'll be there and I can tell you all these things. And it's not very easy. It's not very easy. If I, if I tell you that it's easy, it, uh, uh, it, it's not. But what, uh, when we look at this, at the biblical point of view, what is God saying? How do we balance our role as a career woman, as a woman of God, and also as a mother in the household of faith? It's very easy. God makes it easy. What did God say in the book of Matthew 6, 33? It says, Seek ye for the kingdom of God and all righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. The grace of wisdom will come upon you. The grace of understanding comes upon you. And you'll be doing things well. God himself will teach you because I can't teach you. I have been there and it was God that taught me. And I'm still there. And it is God that is still teaching me. And I tell you, Yes, it's not easy, but Holy Ghost makes it easy for us. There are four mandates God gave to us as women in order to play this role in this end time. Role of balancing our careers and role of being a mother in the, in the home. Your number one role as a wife, I want you to write it down. Your uh, second role as a mother. You are looking at your, your third role as a career woman. 
And we are also looking at this fourth role as a calling. A calling. Wife, mother, career, and calling. Number one, why? Is the primary role given by God to a woman. You must know that for sure. Any woman that is beautified by God's glory will be able to do well as a wife. You'll be able to build your house on Jesus, the rock of your life. So that in time of storms, in times when other things are coming, forces are coming, then you'll be able to stand to the end. Genesis 2.18 confirms this. The Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. As a career woman and a wife, God has made you as that helper that is suitable for this role, for this grace of God upon your life, if you can only build on the rock, the rock of our life, which is Jesus Christ. As a wife, you are a suitable helper and you need to be beautified by God's glory. Or you need the beauty of God's glory to reflect in your life as a suitable helper. And how do you do that? Proverbs ad advised us in that area. Proverbs 14, 1. He said, the wise woman builds her home. The foolish one with her hands tears it down. May we not be foolish. There are many people that are foolish these days and they are tearing their homes down. They are foolish in one way by being, uh, by, 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 by confirming Proverbs 27, 15. They quarrel some women. They are foolish. They quarrel all the time. I'm not in your home. But you are there. Let the glory of God reflect your life. Seek God. Pursue righteousness. You will see that God himself will humble you and you will be able to hold firm your home. The wise and the foolish builder. One builds a house on the sand. There are many people that are building their home around the sand. You build it around friends. You build your homes around neighbors. You build your homes around uh, people that will help you to tear it down. Do you think I can tolerate that for my husband? I don't care. I don't care. And in this society now, some of you build your home around the sun. You'll be, you'll be, you, you, you'll be trying to make your husband to draw back, to draw back from their responsibilities in the church, in the church of God. That is what, not what I'm saying. But if a woman builds her home on the rock, which is just right, there is no way you can draw your husband back. You will see it in the life of your husband. You will see it in your life. You will see it in your, in your children's life. And we see it as you raise your children. You'll be able to raise your children like Mary raised Jesus. Everywhere Jesus went, take, uh, it takes Jesus. To that extent that when the day of manifestation upon Jesus' life came, Mary did not know that the ministry had already started. God wants to raise women that will, not, that, that will be able to build their home on the rock, Jesus Christ. And then things will work for you. It's not as easy as you are saying. Yes, I know. But Holy Ghost will make it easy for us. In Jesus' name. Jesus is the rock of our life. If you build your home around Jesus, I tell you, there's a greater story to tell. You don't listen. You don't do it on the sand. Listen to the voice of strangers. People that do, cannot make a home that are telling you rubbish about, it, about making a home. If you don't listen to such people, I tell you, a, a, a sky will not even be your, your, your limit. In that Genesis 24, uh, 2, 24 to 25, it says, For this reason a man will leave. Oh, it's on to. Sorry about this. I'm just sorry. Yeah, it says, For this reason, 
A man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. And they will become one flesh. Unity. If you allow unity as a career woman, you know, between you and your husband and you are united together, you'll be able to understand each other more. Everybody will be able to know what to do at, at the right time. The husband will be able to submit to the wife, the wife will submit to the husband. Then you'll be doing things rightly, allowing the beauty of God to, 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 to transform you from within. Then you see good results. The man and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Can I tell us about the nakedness in marriage? Today many lie to themselves. Today many sleep with their husband without love. Today many, you do a lot of things. Husbands sleep with their wife without love. You know, things happen in the body of Christ. Even in the household of faith. Deception in marriage. You don't trust your husband, your husband don't trust you, and yet you are living together. May God help you. After this uh, convention, our life will not remain the same in the name of Jesus. He said the man and the wife, they are both naked. Do you know this nakedness? If time permit me tomorrow, I'll be speaking about this nakedness in marriage. Trust. The man is not building one house there and is deceiving their husband here. And you are sleeping with that man. The woman is doing something and is keeping strict secret and you are both together. Ah, may the Lord help us. There are a lot of things that is happening under the sky. And I pray that the Holy Ghost will help us. He said, the man will leave his father and mother clean. And they were both naked. You know that nakedness. You know, I've been talking about virginity and virgin and everything. When a, when a woman that is that is a virgin is marriage. The first time your husband will touch you, you'll be so ashamed. You can't even see. You just, you know, that's part of the nakedness. How can I expose myself? Be, but those ones that are open eye, like Diana, that they have gone to women in the town. Genesis 34. Eh? To boys in the town. To women, to women. To women in the town. Then they were raped by boys. They went with other women that are, their head are, that their head is not right to, to, to start to mess up their life. They can't be naked. When a man told them they have been sleeping with many men. You know, nakedness in marriage comes with your virginity sometimes. You cannot just expose yourself. You'll be hiding. I've been there and I can tell you. Until you now, you are very sure that yes, I'm, you are doing the, the, the right thing. So they were both naked. A lot of people, nakedness in marriage. And they knew no shame. So the second role God gave to, to, to a woman is motherhood. Being a mother. Cleave. Leave their father and their own mother to make their own life, lifestyle. And that Genesis 28, uh, Genesis 1, 20, verse 28 said, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then the role of a mother still talking about here because you are looking at how you can balance things as a mother. I'm laying the foundation before I bring the wheel to you now. Adam lay with his wife E which means life and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord I have brought forth a man. Adam lay 
to his wife and gave that to Cain. And as a career woman, because I'm telling you as a mother, mothering, when you're married now and you start, 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 started to increase in number, as the Bible says, then you begin to produce children. Your role as the, a, a, who is a career woman. Number three, the third role God gave to a woman is to, to have a career. Suitable helper. Your career became, begins from home. The Bible calls you a suitable husband for, a, a helper for your husband. Then your career that you're not going to, maybe career in ministry or career uh, in, the, in the world. But yet, you must not forget that you are also a suitable helper for your husband. All this work together. You cannot leave one for the other. As a career woman, I'm not going to listen to my husband. As a career woman, I'm not going to cook. By the grace of God, <laughs> maybe tomorrow I possibly tell you, because you have not gone back to how we started. How he has to do some things. You know, I told you I needed a bank. I let you listen to that, my say. I have to do something. I have to do some things. You have to do it together. You understand? And yet, the ministry work is going on. Thank God for a man like him. I admire him, and I thank God for the grace of God upon his life. Even when I'm dragging, he's pushing me forward. I'm happy about that. Now, as a career woman, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9, said, two are better than one because they have good return for their work. As a career woman. So some husbands like me like that. My husband doesn't want me to work. <laughs> when you become a burden in the house, we know that your husband wants you to work. A career woman is not a woman that, you know, look haggard. A career woman in their profession, they are getting ready to go and deal with, the, with their career, their profession outside there. They are not dragging at home. They are not sleeping. They are not just smelling. They have woken up. They base themselves with the word of God. Then the natural bathing, they've gone to the bath, clean up. A career woman, the one that sleeps 24 7 in the house, doesn't do anything, doesn't know nothing more than nightgown. We are in nightgown. Even to brush mouth is, is difficult sometimes. Career woman, I'm talking about. Two better than, than one. If both of you earn money and you bring your money together, it's good. But don't use your career to distract your work in ministry. They both work together. You must know how to manage your career and you must know how to manage your... Because if you don't joke with your career, you don't joke with the work of God. A lot of people today in Christendom, they joke with the work of God. They have excuses. The woman you gave to me, the man you gave to me, they have excuses. Adam and Eve were placed in beautiful garden. They have everything around them. God gave them everything that they need for life and for Godliness. But they miss it. May we not miss it, miss it in Jesus' name. Your calling, you must take care of it as a career woman. You must not take your job, your career, to distract God's work. Neither should you take God's work to distract your career. They both work together. You must pray that God grant you the spirit of grace and wisdom to be able to be in your career at the same time. Do the work of ministry. Your, your, your calling is a spiritual mandate. It's a spiritual mandate. 
And yet, yeah, because you are a Christian, does not mean that uh, you'll be paying more attention to your career and you're not paying more attention to, uh, 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 to God's work. No. Or pay more attention as a mother to your children, to my children, my children, my children. I've been there before. And I can tell you, if time permits me, I'm going to give you an example of my life. How I felt, the only thing I have is my home. So I was, uh, I was working in ministry. I was joining the man of God to do everything. But my work is not even, I, don't, I can't leave my work for anything. <laughs> that is why I have my salary. I've forgotten that in the end. <laughs> every laborer, every worker will be paid. <laughs> so don't joke with God's work. I'm not a pastor. And I can come and be like, no, 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 no. You must be part, you must get involved, get involved. Thank God for this church. It's a strong church. We have the real word of God is being taught. And then we are doing the right thing. When you are trying to, to mess around, just buck your shoe. Three, four, knock at the door. Five, six, pick up six, seven, eight, lay them straight, nine, ten, eight, different ten. You get good results at the end of the day. Don't mind me. I'm trying to think of my nursery rhymes. I do come in like that. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. He said, but to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. It was he who gave some to be apostles. You admire to be an apostle. A lot of us admire to, be, to, to have all this calling. He says, it is not bad. It is good. It's a good thing if you like it. Say some to be prophets. I'm not talking about ministering gifts because I'm talking about the body of Christ. Some to be evangelists is good. And some to be pastors and some to be teachers. And I read the real scripture here. It said to prepare God's people for work of service. If you want to be prepared for the work, for the things of God, you must not draw back. Here we see people that are ready before I even come on board or before the man of God comes on board. These people have made themselves ready. They have prepared themselves to encourage. They are encouragers. To encourage us as we start the meeting. They are career people. In their various spheres of life. They did not say because of my career I'm not coming to need prayer. No. They did not say because of my children. One of them that led me here had twins. And a child as well. So children all around her. Yet she finds time out of this busy time to come and do the work of ministry. May God help you. May God help us. The one that led us as well. Another one. Career woman. In the midst of her work. Because before I don't even know. You know I have the whole world to myself. Thank God for texting and all the rest of that. I will just carry food now quick. And thank God for people that knows how to help you. They are my helper in ministry. My coordinator. I'm talking about all of you know that. She will just tell me, Mommy, I'm in between a meeting, but I'll get back to you immediately. In the midst of her career, I, I, now I have to learn not to phone people. I have to learn to text. Because I thought, I did not at work. It took me time to understand that. She understand what I'm saying? So once I text like this, she has seen the text, he might not, she might not reply immediately. But I know that at the appropriate time, she will, yet she's in ministry. You want to be in ministry, you must be able to walk with the Lord. In the light of his word, what does his word say? 
you know, and don't use that to distract your own work. Do you understand? So now I know the right time, maybe break time to call or break time to text, and then I'll do reply back. So I'm talking about people that are serious and their ministry will say, it's disturbing me, disturbing me. No, 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 no. In my ministry here, a lot of people phone, 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 phone. I have to put my phone on silent. So that when people text, I will not reply their text. I'm learning to. Because I thought because I'm in ministry, I should. No. Because you won't have time to do some other things that God has given to you to do. In ministry, it's a, it's, it's a lot of work. But some people want to discuss and talk, 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 talk. But we need to know how to manage it. And after this meeting, the Lord is going to give us the grace to manage our ministry. The purpose for, 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 for this call of God upon our life is to prepare us for the work of service. So that the body of Christ may be built up. You need to be in the ministry. If you are in the ministry, be in the ministry. If you are standing, stand in the ministry. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. Attaining to the whole full measure of the fullness of Christ. Many have not been matured in ministry yet. That's the reason why they cannot keep their homes. Many have not been matured in ministry yet. That's why they cannot keep their career. They, they keep on juggling their career with the ministry. They juggle children with ministry. <laughs> I remember when this ministry started. I thought I belonged to the back of the, class, of, of the church. And I always sit down, my children, my children, my children, my children. I have people to help me with my children, but no, 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 no. But when God's time came, he had to move me. Now when I'm in the first class, it will I be going to disturb in the economy? No way. So I have to know that some of us that are still learning, you must learn how to organize people. You must, because God has given you, it's not because I'm a pastor, I tell people, know how to use the people around you. Then you will, you will be a good ministry too. A lot of us are pastors, but you don't know when to join your husband. You don't know when to not join your husband. The only thing you want to come and do is to show up so that they can give you a microphone to speak on the pulpit. You are not going to get there. You will not carry a microphone when you are not involved. There is no way you can carry a microphone to come and show up so that on the day some of you, uh, Dickie, uh, Dickie's wives, the only thing you want to see you do is when they have anything to do in church. You are going, no, 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 it's not done that way. You must be able to know how to manage your time, manage your life, and put things in place. That's the time that we can tell you to represent us. You must be able to know how to go for the Lord. That's where people will be interested in you. Many are sitting down, and including my husband, they are not using me. But are you, have you tried your best to be a supporter, to be that helper that God has placed you to do? You can indeed balance. He said... The reason why, until we are all, we are in the unity in faith, in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature. Many are not mature today, but after this meeting, you'll be mature. Attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. When we have the fullness of Christ in us, then we can reflect the beauty. Then we will no longer be infants. A lot of people are still in ministry now, they are infants. Eh, my children. Before you talk Jack Robinson, they are crying. You didn't like me. No, no. Who didn't like you? You didn't like yourself. You didn't like yourself. Then we will no longer be infant tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful 
Kimi. Lot of people, leaders, members of the church, you are the leader, they'll be tossing you to and fro, they know how to play tricks on you. Husbands, your wife knows how to play tricks on you. Wives, your husband knows how to play tricks on you. Then you joke with the word of God. Hey, you're not good. Hey, you have to stay. Yeah, yeah. Thank God for people that are serious for the Lord, that nothing can hold you back. I have decided to follow Jesus, not turning back. A lot of people are turning back. They are backsliding. Time permits are able to, 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 to take us back to the book of Ruth and see someone that backslided. But glory be to God. He had the voice of God and he came back to his senses. May the Lord help us. That was he said. He says, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will all, we will in all, in all things, grow up into Him, who is the head, that is Christ. From Him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love, and as each part does its work. Talking about ministry calling, you cannot affect your career. You can balance them together. You can balance your career. You can balance your work in ministry. You can balance your life as a mother. You can balance your life in this end time. Ministry is a calling. It can either be in form of services to the church at large or to humanity. Thank God for Apostle Williams. I don't know how he does it, but I'm learning and I'm coming behind or beside. May God help me. The spiritual work or service of a minister of religion or any Christian or a group of Christians. We are all called by the Holy Spirit. So this is a spiritual calling. And the church, once you identify that grace of God upon your life, they will train you to start to, 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 to do the work of service. But how many people are trained today and they are still backsliding? They are going back. Today we see them there. The Bible says anyone that is neither hot nor cold, we spew them out. Let them, let them put them aside and put those ones that are serious there. May God help us so that we can maintain discipline. As we juggle between our careers, juggle as a mother, and juggle in the, in the work of ministry. E.g., someone might be trained for the work of service in ministry through evangelism. Or any church work that you are assigned to do. They are going for evangelism, they are always there, they are doing church work, they are always there. Look at what happened during this COVID 19. So we come to hey, they didn't allow me to come and see you. I say, yes, they are doing their job, my dear. Look at people that would have been in church at 8 o'clock. I don't know. And you want me to come and sit with you that is just coming? No, 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 no. They are doing their job. If the COVID-19, if they don't do their job, I can't come and be doing it. I also can't come and be doing that. But because they are mature, they are playing the roles, they are leadership roles, they are able to put people together. I was talking to one of my pastors the other day. I wanted to send her somewhere. The pastor said, Mommy, please, if you respect to you, I beg you. You have assigned me to stand here. Ah. Do you think I say, eh, I'm talking to you. you are not, eh. A lot of pastors are not, they are not intelligent at all. These are the people that are working for you. A lot of leaders are not intelligent at all. I said, sorry, 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 sorry. I quickly beg. Because they have been there before I came. 
They have been doing the work, and then here is the woman apologizing for me. I like to serve you. Even she came outside and said, "What are you talking about? You are doing the right thing. You cannot come down. Admire the work of ministry." She was not rude to me, but some would have turned it round and round and round. And rude to me, and I asked him. He said, "Somebody else." No, 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 no. I assigned the leadership, and they are doing their job. They are playing their role. After explaining to me, I understand. Someone that is trained for the work of service in the ministry, and that uh, takes us to that again to that uh, 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 chapter four, eleven to fourteen. It was he who gave some apostles, gave us this friend various and all these other service gifts to prepare us for the work of service. If you are the hospitality, some of you before I get to church on Sunday, eh, the table is shaking with different kinds of food. Is the one that do want to eat. Am I the one that went there very early? They've done, they will do shopping all through the week or weekend just to, to come and satisfy the man and the woman of God. You think I don't appreciate that? Some have laid every other thing aside to come and serve me on a Sunday. You are there on roster. You think I don't appreciate that? I do appreciate it. It's the work of ministry. And there is no grumbling. For adventure, you grumble. Please, I beg you. Uh, it is a sin to do that. But I don't see grumbling on your face. Look at the message I've been teaching you from. Right? Someone has written a poem. Send it to me and said, this is the inspiration I got through your administration. It always happened like that. And I said, look, Apostle has spoken about this book. Your poem is going to be at the end of the page. As you allow me, I'm going to put your name there. Do you understand? When you carry other people's weight, God will carry your own weight. You will expose you. I'm not talking about people that, uh, you know, they just want to be seen. They just want to come and play a role. No. You can juggle ministry work together. So that you never, never be infant again. Like crying like baby, tossing to and forth. Being blown by this way today, today, I, not, eh, I don't think I say. I don't think, always complaining. May God help you. Be mature, please. All this, like I said, being a wife, a helper, being a mother, being a career woman, you know, mother, the Bible says the wise woman builds her home, the foolish one with her hands tells you that because you're a mother does not mean that you shouldn't do anything anymore. You should be a carrying only baby. Those of you that are just giving birth, yes, I've been there. You are not a mother to be carrying baby alone. You are even very privileged in this day and age. We don't have anybody to come and help us when I gave up my children in London here. And I raised my children. The second week, we are in church <laughs> to do the work of ministry. If we give back now, they are sitting there at home. I don't know what you are doing at home. That means you are telling God that your priority, since God has blessed you, your priority now is only to, to, to be focused on, on even the home you are not focused. If I come to your house now, I see a lot of things all around you just want to be there. Don't allow Satan to, to mess around with you. Your ministry is very crucial. Some of you, you are placed in position after a while because you are giving back to children, then you are withdrawing yourself. That's not the best thing to do in ministry. You can juggle your career. Ah, come on. My husband has not been here. I want if your husband is not there. You will not leave. <laughs> My wife is supposed to pick the children. My wife, eh? Have you, we, we have been talking about uh, uh, mad cow disease. 
this is more than mad cat disease. When I jump from my office and I'm going to collect school run, I have to celebrate. Because when you are running to pick the children, the head teacher is not waiting for you. I've been there. But ask the only ghost to help you. He will. Nobody to send to pick the children at all. I have to run like crazy uh, ox. And I'm just confused. I've been there and I can tell you stories. Yet the ministry is going on. All these four are equally essential. As to say, God, can I tell us about? I have several women of God that I can use here, but as as I want you to tell me the time when it's coming in so that I can read it stuff. But let me give you an example of this woman of God that juggled through this in our time. I'm going to mention, I'm going to discuss Deborah, I'm going to discuss the two midwives, and I'm also going to discuss Hulda if time permits. If time doesn't permit, we leave it for another time. Let's look at Deborah, or Deborah, like people call her. This woman has a call of God upon his life. She was a prophetess. She was a housewife. I call her, as the Bible calls her, the wife of Lapidus. Because sometimes I'm not able to go and read the book. He said, the wife of Lapidus. That means she was a wife. She was a career woman, a judge. <laughs> she had a call of God upon her and she, and she was uh, Mrs. Lapidus. I call her Mrs. Lapidus. God gave me that grace and the wisdom. I, I thought this woman is Mrs. Lapidus. Yes, she was. She was a prophetess. She had the call of God upon her life. She was a housewife. Another call of God upon her life. Career uh, woman. A prophetess, because the Bible says, a judge was her career. Because the Bible reference that in that uh, Judges chapter 4, she was leading Israel at that time. I'm committed to her ministry. She was leading Israel. She didn't leave, she never left, no stone unturned. Everything was going, she was a leader, she was a judge. You know what it means to be a judge in court? You have to study all night. I'm seeing a little bit of it here. All this studying all night and everything. Yet she was a housewife. As a housewife, she also has time for her community to go and help people in the area of their problems. Judges chapter 4, verse 4 and 5, I read. Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidus. She was leading Israel at that time. She was a leader. She had to juggle housewife. Prophetess, how to balance all this together. The Lord will grant us the grace in the name of Jesus. You don't have an excuse. My favorite scripture is the book of Romans chapter 1. Think verse 20. He said we have God's invisible qualities. They are not seen, but they are there. What are these qualities? His divine nature. So you can balance your ministry because you have the nature of God. You have the nature of God, the power of God is within us. So you can balance. And again, the Bible talks about Jesus, the mighty God. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 talks about He's a counselor. He's the mighty God. He's our king. And the Bible talks about the increase of his strength, of his power. There is no end. He's the one that is within us. If you allow Jesus, I told you. Make Jesus the, the, the rock. Stand on Jesus. 
then you, you will be influenced by the increase of his power. The increase of the grace of God, the increase of the grace of God upon Jesus. And then you'll be able to do things well. You can't do it yourself, I tell you the truth. Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidus, she was leading Israel at that time, according to that verse 4 of Judges chapter 4. She held her court, that is her office, under the palm of Deborah. Even everybody recognized her office. So they assigned a place. It was when I started traveling, you know, to all Dubai and everything, you know, the palm of this, the palm of that, the palm of... You used to identify different areas where people. So here they said, Deborah always has his camp here. The palm of Deborah. So people go to her there. That means she has to leave home. She has an office to occupy. That was her career as a judge. Her career as a prophetess. Her career, Mrs. Lapidus, a housewife. She had to juggle all this all around. So what is it you are doing today? Some of you only chose to be housewife. The Lord will change your position. Some because of children, you have decided this country even make it work. Giving you money for this, money for that. So people left their career. I'm not in your shoe. You can understand better than I do. So if you are getting hot in this message, just thank God for my life. That's the way God is leading me to believe it at this hour. Just sit down as an housewife. Before you bath, it's until 6 o'clock when everybody's coming from work to come and prepare to do other things. He tells on us, look at this COVID. Paralyze every effort. Nothing that you are doing. Other people are going on holiday, you can't go on holiday because the money you even collect is not enough. Housewife, that's the only thing. That, it gives you boundary. You cannot move forward. Other people are excelling in their career. There is no way you can move forward. You have been an intelligent woman. You have been a woman that, you know, speaks by the grace of God. Everything is working for you. By the time you are now sitting there at home, you are, you are getting impoverished in your brain. You cannot think well anymore. I've been there, I can tell you. You are not very careful. You'll be just, you'll be just going in that ocean like that until you are swept away. So you hear the voice of God right now as I'm speaking and bring yourself to balance. So even go out there and look for a job is a problem. Now when you want to go among your uh, contemporaries and you want to really go and be looking for a job, you don't know the technique anymore. You don't know the, the way to, to comport yourself. You don't know how to sit at interview. You don't know when other people are really flowing. You cannot. <laughs> the Bible said this woman held a court that is her office under the palm of Deborah between Rama and Bethel. So she has a place that, that people identify her to be, and she's always there. She's never late to get to her office. In the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites came to her to have their dispute decided. Today, because I only know we have counselors that people are going to pay their nose, they're counseling people in marriage, counseling people in this, counseling, counseling for everything. You know? This woman, she was doing it as a career. Don't know who was paying her. The Bible did not say that to us, but I know that she was a judge. And she was also a prophetess. The grace of God. In the night the, the gift of the Spirit, she was able to choose that prophetic uh, aspect of that part of it. So what are you doing? Are you just sitting there as that why? Or you want to do the right thing? Deborah was able to, she was an excellent lady. And she did well. 
You know how she was able to encourage a man to go to battle, how she prophesied, and all her prophecy came to be. Because of time, I'm not able to go into all this. How she wrote a song. One of her songs is the one that is holding me for today. When other people in her song, people that uh, are always afraid, they will not go to war, they sit down at home. People that are going under the fire and not just of that. I can piece that song for you if I have time to, to, to release it. But today is not the time. We are just looking at the potential in this woman today. And in that song, he said, When leaders take the lead, volunteers follow. If she has not been a leader, she won't be able to know. He said, When princes take the lead, the, the volunteers will follow by force. So, as a leader, as a housewife, you don't take lead in your home. Nobody follows you. If you are always leaving the table dirty, the table will be dirty there. My husband is going to help me. I'm always full of complaint. God will grant you the grace. Ah, why are you on housewife today? The men. Well, I'm talking to women. And I know what we can be as women. Another, another uh, career people that I can give an example is the Hebrew midwives. They were career people. Shipra and Paul. Exodus 1, 6-21. But let me just, I don't, want to, I don't want to go into all the stories, but let me read from 15 to 16. You can go back home and read about the verse 6, when the children of Israel were multiplying and were giving birth and everything, and Pharaoh at that time was threatening, and Pharaoh, look, if I allow these people, they will be more numerous than us, and they will come and occupy, like what is happening in our nation today. Can see many from different different areas are coming. Peaceful home. You see it as a peaceful home. I'm so sorry to say this, it's very horrible, but I think I have to say it. The peaceful nation, when they start to have different kinds of people and they are coming in, that's when they go and cut off their head or anything. May God help us. Different religion coming. And this is why I pray for that reason. Said Exodus 15, uh, 1 15 to 16. Said the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew women. This is where their career came in now, and the and the and their community. The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, whose name were Shipra and Paul, these women are beautified by God's grace. They have great wisdom. They have great understanding. So, in the midst of adversity, in the midst of uh, turbulence, in the midst of great panic, they were able to flow. That when you hear, this is the king now coming to, to push them around in their career. Right now you have a career and someone is trying to push you around. You must know where you stand. And you must be quickly, you must be intelligent to be able to know how to, to, to manage your career. Some people in your career, they can push you down, push you or push you everywhere. In the things of God, you are not standing. In your career, you are not standing. In your home, you are not even standing. So how do you do that? You balance all these things in this society. We have people are just into grab, 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 grab. They just what they want. Even in the church of God, they have turned the church of God to market now. It's what people want that that the preachers are preaching. What they want, what they are itching ears want to hear, so that they don't lose a member. They don't. No, 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 no. The member will stay as long as you are standing with God and you're upon the rock. They will stand there with you. In that verse 16, when the king now came to these two midwives, that's what he said, when you have the Hebrew women in childbirth and observe them on the delivery stool, if it is a boy, he lived. 
for this is a girl. Let him be. Thank God in their career, they were disturbed. How can you kill a child that is coming that is coming out? Look at the way they they use their wisdom, the grace of God upon their life. Because they are women that have been beautified by God's glory. They, they know the word of God. They know the Ten Commandments. They know what it is to kill. They don't want to kill. So they have to lie. The Shepra and Paul were two midwives who briefly prevented uh, what you can call a genocide, that is deliberate killing of a life of a large group of people, especially those of a particular ethnic group or nation. They were they 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 they, they, they were briefly prevented from killing from the killing of uh, the Hebrew children if they are male. According to that Exodus one fifteen to twenty one. They were commanded by the king of Egypt or Pharaoh to kill Pharaoh at that time to kill the male Hebrew babies, but they refused to do so. We could see how in their career, how their career affected their community positively. How is your how are you juggling around your career? Are you using your career to create trouble or follow what your career is saying and you are using it to disturb the church? Follow what your career is saying and you are bringing shame on Jesus. The Lord will help us today. You could see how there in their career, they use their career to affect the community. They didn't kill as they were asked to kill. It's only Satan that comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. Today, many are killing because of their career. They kill people because of their career. Because they want to occupy position, they kill. They know it is promotion for them. But they know that promotion does not come from the east or from the west. Because they have identified themselves with God's, with God's word. And you can see in the end of, the, of their life, that they were glorified. Admittedly, though there is a little doubt that the midwife told Pharaoh this as an excuse, you know, they, they gave a wrong excuse. They said, but they had already determined not to obey his edicts. So in essence, they spoke true words, but still with intent to deceive. These two midwives were not perfect. As you know that myself and myself were not perfect. But they lied. I don't know how God is going to judge them. I don't want to put myself in this. But that what they did was lying. And we know what the Bible says about lying. But when God will judge these, these two midwives in, in their lie, or in their lying, so he, he promoted them for what they have done. And that's, that I can't understand. Maybe he will be able to explain to me in the future or something. I don't know. They are being blessed by God, therefore, was based not upon their living perfect life. These are my sayings that I wrote here. But upon God's grace, he used these women to accomplish his purpose and then bless them. So why should he bless them? Because they lie. That when the midwife comes, they just give back before they did another You know, it's not like that. They have to go through labor. They give back quickly, but they have to go. They, they can kill the children. But they lie that, no, 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 we can't do it. Because before you know it, they have given birth and, you know, God dealt with these midwives in the same way that he dealt with Abraham and Isaac. I told you, but when I was looking at the word beautiful, you look at Sarah, who had to lie 
that Abraham is the is the that is his sister, Abraham's sister, which was true because he was the half sister anyway. They were both guilty for telling lies. But God, in this uh, in this uh, 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 instance, blessed Abraham. You can see. <coughs> because when the hand of God came upon that king, he knew and he was, he was punished with disease and something that came upon the king. He knew and decided he blessed Abraham so that Abraham can go. The same thing with these people when you look towards the end of that day, he said they were blessed. So, how do you manage or balance your career? How do you manage or balance? Being a housewife, how do you manage or balance your, your lifestyle as a woman and also as a wife? The Holy Ghost, through what I've said tonight, as we go back to them, we teach you. I conclude tonight, and that's you because I can't go to Huda, the prophetess, that is no good area, so take another time. I conclude tonight. To this word, a wise woman builds a home, and the finished work shares with her. Your wife, your career woman, you must balance all these together and be wise. Don't let your career come in between you being a wife. Two are better and ready to you than one. So if one is falling, the other one will support. So you need to help each other. You need to balance as the wife, know the best thing to do, and the Holy Ghost itself will help you. I rest my case here tonight. Until when next we meet, then I'll be able to help us to establish other things. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he shine his face upon you. And the Lord give you rest. Amen. God bless you. Well, let's lift up our voices together as one and thank God for this hour that we are in. We thank God for His grace and mercy. We thank God for His Holy Spirit. We thank God for the strength of heaven. And ask God to strengthen your heart and mind in this very time. How can you balance your role as a wife, a mother, a career woman, and your calling without faltering before God. The Bible says, he that needs, let, if, 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 who, who lacks knowledge, you ask from him. Wisdom, you ask from him. Ask God for wisdom to be able to balance your role. Wisdom from God to be able to perform your function accurately and adequately before God. And I say to man also, how do you balance your role as a father, as a husband, as a career person, and in your calling. It applies to both six sides. Has God to give you wisdom of heaven. To give you knowledge. To give you insight. So that we will not falter before him. Father we bless your holy name. In Jesus anointed name we are prayed. Now the scriptures that we are, One of the scriptures that God gave us today. Is the book of Isaiah 60. I call Isaiah 60 the lighthouse. Of the word. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. 
See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness over the people. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Now, there is no time to pray these scriptures ever more than this time. This is a time that darkness covers the earth. Darkness covers the earth. Especially with the issue of COVID-19, we, we have been following doctors and uh, sciences in various aspects of, uh, of medical price and sciences, biology and the rest of them, you know, biochemistry and all, all the rest of them. And they have come to a place where their consensus are broken. Some are saying one thing, others are saying another thing. And so we're going to pray. And we are seeing people dying of COVID across the globe. Though God has, has, has you know, brought that down, the rate of death compared with April, March, April, we have not reached that height anymore. We, are, we will not in Jesus' name. So we're going to tell the Lord, let your light arise upon me. Oh, glory of God, arise upon me in this very season. Lift up your voice and we will pray for the glory of heaven to lighten upon you. Let your light shine upon me. Let your glory descend. Mark me with your glory in this very season. Oh, Lord our God, we pray, oh, Father. He says, arise, shine, for your light has come. Lord, lighten me up in this time. Mark me with your glory. Tell the Lord, mark me with your glory. He says, the glory of the Lord has risen upon me. Let your glory rise upon me. Let your glory rise upon the church. Let your glory rise upon me, oh, God. Father, we pray thee in the name of Jesus. Christ of Nazareth. Let your, Let your glory rise upon me. Let your glory rise upon me. I command my soul to rise up and shine. Let your glory rise upon me, O God. Let your glory alight over me. No, let a transforming power from heaven surround me. Let your glory protect me in this time of Ulavalu. Let Tell the Lord that you give me direction, light in my path, illuminate my mind. Oh, sovereign Lord. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' holy name we are praying. I think we need to pray this prayer for the church as well. That the Lord will manifest his power in the church. Because if there is any time that the world needs the church in healing power, I don't think there is any time that now. I will together now. The Bible says, Arise, shine, for the light, your light has come. The glory of God appears upon you. Nations will come to your dawn and kings to the brightness of your dawn. So we're going to pray. Father, send your power and glory upon your church on earth. Your power to heal. A miraculous signs and wonders. Lift up your voice and we to pray. Father, Father Lord, upon your people on earth, send your power. There is no time, Lord, now that we need it. Miraculous manifestation and, and healing power. Let it come like a rain. Let it come. Let it come upon your people on earth. Lord, send your power. Send your manifest your power, oh God. Manifest your power, your gift of healing, your gift of signs and wonders. 
your gift of healing, your gift of signs and wonders. We want to see more people healed by prayer over this COVID issue. We want to see more people restored and healed. We have seen some healed, but we want to see massive all over the world that people are getting healed as they go to churches. Even with the COVID that we are laying hands on them in their hospital and they are getting healed and free the hospital bed in the name of Jesus. Let the unction of heaven rest upon your people, O God. Let your unction from heaven rest upon your people by your miraculous hand of healing. Lord, heal the sick, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devil. Father, we pray, we pray, we pray, we pray, we pray, we pray. Lord, we pray, oh God, for the manifestation of glorious power in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we bless your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. You know, before uh, I will hand over just for uh, uh, people to lead prayer. The area that Bobby was covering today is the balancing act. The question is your wife, your, your role as a wife, your role as a mother, your role in your career, and your role in your calling. Which one is priority? That's the question. This is the question that brought this lecture. Somebody asked that which one is the priority? Which one should we really give the priority in these roles? And I will say that because we are talking to men too. Your role as a husband, your role as a father, your role in your career or business that you are doing, male and female, and your calling. And when we were looking at it, what we discovered was that all these roles are God's given role. All the roles are God's given role. And the woman of God has gone through many scriptures and cited some examples of people like Deborah, who, were, who was a judge as a career woman, as spiritual office, she was a prophet or prophetess. At the same time, she was the wife of Mr. Lapidus. And then, which means she was a mother. And this woman was able to balance all these roles. She's a typical example in the Bible. Of a person who has all these four. I mean, she has these four roles to national level. As she was noticed in the whole nation that she's the wife of Mr. Lapidot, so she has family that she takes care of as a wife at home, as a mother over her children, and then as a wife to her husband, but then to a nation. She was their judge. She judges, she, she presided as a judge over men and women. And we can see in that story when uh, the woman of God will cover that maybe on Sunday or what, that that woman was so pronounced that when war came, the person who is the head of army had to come to her for help. So she, 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 she wore the cap of the prophetess. At the same time, she wore the cap of directing the whole army. But this woman was married woman. And there is no record in the Bible that her role as a prophetess or her role as a society person, high politician person, hindered her role as a wife. No. And so we discovered that you cannot prioritize these roles as some thought. You know, I've had the slogan, family first before church. All right? But that slogan says, God first, family, then church. I don't understand what they mean by church. 
Because if you say church and you are referring to the building, then you missed it. If you say God first, you cannot separate God from the church because the church is the God. The God is in the church. So when you talk about church and God, you are talking about God and his institution. And you cannot place family above God or above his institution. However, we recognize that that school of thought is sincere and sincerely wrong. This is what I have seen in all the discussion. You have God and you have institution of God. And the institution of God, that institutions of God that God created is parallel. Which is the first institution God created was Genesis chapter 1 verse 17. And it says that Adam named all animals and there was nothing, no one, you know, no suitable helper. And God said, let us make Adam a suitable helper. Okay? But we look at that Genesis chapter 17, where God said, let us make him a suitable helper. The Bible said, God now, uh, went back, if you go back to Genesis, how God made that? Genesis 17, chapter 2, verse 17. God said, let us make a suitable helper. But if you go straight away to um, uh, chapter 1, verse 26, it says, God said, let us make my own image. And then in the image of God created them. And then you go to verse 27, it says, and so God created them male and female. And then 28 says, God bless them. So we can recognize that God created the man. Then God created marriage, which is the wife. And then God blessed them, mother and father who came up. And then in chapter 3, God gave them assignments to start working. So, therefore, you cannot separate motherhood or fatherhood from husbandhood or wifehood. And you cannot separate them from career. Because in that same chapter 17, it says that let us make him a helper. Suitable. And that helper is not just talking about somebody at home cooking. No, 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 no. He's talking about Every mind of the man, the woman can help it come to pass. Because if you look down the scripture to Ephesians chapter 5, which we'll deal with more tomorrow, God began to separate the functioning of the man and the woman. And he called the man, he called the man the head, and he called the woman, you know, uh, you know the, the helpmate. And then he said the, the man is the head, the woman should submit to the man as the head of the family, as the man submit to Jesus Christ. So, now we recognize therefore that from that scripture, there is a joint operation for both man and woman in the area of career operations. No wonder. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter, nine, chapter 4 verse 9. It says two are better than one because they bring good returns to their work. Alright? If one falls down, his friend can help him. But pity a man who falls, who, who falls. And has no one to help him. So we know from this scripture that God is speaking about two better than one because they bring good return to their work. That is career. Career. That is the man is earning, the woman is earning, and they bring good return to their work because they are two. So we recognize therefore that if a woman's career and a man's career are supposed, according to the scripture, to bring better economic stability. Can you separate that from their role as husband and wife? No, you cannot. 
Because their role as husband and wife, one, one of the things that it does is it comforts one another. Even that, uh, that uh, 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 Ecclesiastes speak about that. To, if you look at the next verse, it says to relate together one of themselves. So we recognize the fact that the role of husband and wife, a man is alone, God says not good. He gave, kept a woman alright. And then he called them husband and wife as we go to verse 20, 23 to verse 25. In Genesis chapter 2, they became husband and wife. He created the woman out of the man and then he, he made them husband and wife. Colonized them. And then he blessed the marriage. And then children came out of the marriage. Now, how can you separate all this? You cannot. <laughs> you cannot separate them. It is not possible to be separated. These are fundamental roles that God gave to man as a ministry. However, if you look at the functioning of each role, you function at different times in each role. How we have it together now. It is like, you know, uh, I will give an example of uh, Margaret Thatcher when she was Prime Minister. When she occupies the office as Prime Minister, she speaks and is binding. But when she leaves the place and goes home, they showed us on the, on the television sometimes her home in her kitchen while she was cooking for her family. She is a mother to the children, raising up her children as ordinary person would do. And she's a, she's a, she's a, a wife to her husband and taking care of her husband. And the same thing with the husband too. If you are called as a husband, you have duty. Let's say, let me say that if you are the uh, archbishop of your church or you are the general overseer of your church, I use that as an example because we can see that as the ultimate position. Does that, does, does that isolate you from other roles? No, 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 no. God will judge each one of us according to the functioning in each role he had given to us. So when you, are, when you occupy the spiritual office in church or anywhere, you wear the cap of that spiritual leader. But when you get back home, you wear the cap of husband to your wife. That's the reason why a spiritual leader, bishop, archbishop, gave birth to children through his wife. Because he played his role as a husband. And then when you give birth to children, you have another role to take care of your children together, jointly. Remember the book of uh, Proverbs that says that uh, um, uh, uh, my children listen to my son, listen to your father's instruction and your mother's teaching. So, so, you recognize that there are four. You know, the four roles God has given to us are fundamental. Either to be father or mother, to be, to be, to be father, to be wife, husband or wife, that's the first. Then to be father or mother, that's the second. And then to Career. labor, career is the third. And your spiritual calling is the fourth. So you will discover that one man wears this cap. Man and woman wear all this cap. But the time of functioning for each is different one to the other. And a Christian should not rob one by the other. I would gather there are some time in your operation, talking about balancing now, when you have to commit yourself more to your fatherly role. Because your other roles does not demand that. There are some times that you have to commit more to your career. All right? That is timing I'm talking about. Because the, your career is needed at that time to build up. Because when you build that up, it will become comfort. It will, it will now bring comfort to the other roles. It will make you function well as a spiritual leader. If your career is in shampoo, you can't. If your family is in tatters, you cannot. So you especially when you have kids, you are raising them up. So you have to now recognize. But other time you will have your spiritual role more demanding. Maybe you are fasting, you are praying, you are seeking God and stuff like that. And other roles have to be shared. Your commitment to others have to be shared for that period. 
And once you hit it, as you are, you are, because God will not ask you to just keep fasting all your life, or else you won't have children. <laughs> if you are a faster, all your life you are fasting. How will you enjoy the food of your wife? <laughs> God didn't do that. God allowed us to occupy spiritual office. He allowed us to do a spiritual, you know, uh, you know, normal exercise, which you do all, all every day with your family reading the Bible commands. You have your family praying. You have your son, the word of God together. But you have your own time that God will lead you into a particular journey. And either man or woman I'm talking about now. And at that time, your more commitment is towards that journey. All right? Spiritually. But then it's not going to be eternal. Once that is finished, you go back to your other roles and balance. And you know, there is nobody who works without having holiday. You know, if your, your role is very, very uh, much um, tied that your career is very, very consuming, that's why they give you holiday. So that you can leave career in holiday, forget about career, and then sit down with your family, take your family on holiday if you can, if you cannot, do your holiday in your house there. But you are there 24-7 with your family. And then, of course, to your role in the church of God. That's the reason why the time for the church of God is different from the time for career, is different from the other time for your family. Because if your children do not know the word of God, the possibility that they will never be able to achieve what God ordains for them in life is very, very strongly there. And so, when you're raising the children up, especially when you get, begin to raise children, you will discover that God will judge you for raising your children, your behavior to your husband and wife, making sure there is happiness in your home, and then your work, what you have earned to the house, to develop the house so that you can grant comfort, raise the children, pay school fees and all stuff like that until they now go on their own ways. And then, you know, your calling must not be robbed by anything. So therefore, that's why we call it balancing act. I believe very much that that is a brief summary to just help you know that you don't feel guilty that you are not able to... Uh, at some time, maybe you just have to go to school. You don't have time much more for some other family issues. You have to call them down so that you can get success in, in school. Or maybe you have to be, you are, you are promoted in your office to a very high position that demands, you know, you know, your commitment at time. Don't feel guilty if you are not able to meet up with your responsibility as a husband or a wife or a mother. You need to let the, the, your, your spouse know that these waters happen and for a period I would not be able to be available for us who, who are there. And you need to let them know. You don't feel guilty that because that position you are occupying is to bring comfort to everybody. Really, let me say this to you, the same thing with church. If you have activity in church, a position and role in church, and then your career changes, and this will demand more time, you need to let the church know that this is the position I have now because, of course, the church wants you to, to, to get blessed and get more money because if, if, you are, if you are poor, you can't give. If you have money, you can give. And so the church is praying for prosperity, 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 promotion, promotion. And when you are promoted then, you just let them know that. Look, I have been all over the place, but now that I have this office in my career, I need to relieve myself of this duty, of this duty, so that other people can take those duties, and you can focus more on that career building to be able to really gain ground. Because the blessing, your blessing, when you are blessed and you are promoted, the church is promoted and blessed too. When all the members are blessed and, you know, their income increases, then the church is also blessed through the giving of the members. And so, you need to have this, uh, you know, in your mind. Instead of feeling guilty, speak it out. Let people around you know what is entailing at a particular time in any role or function that you are in, 
so that people know it and people can come and support you and help you. You know, if you are doing many jobs in the church, the church can assign other people to do it while you can be overseeing them and raise other people into those functions. And that will not affect you. You, you should not feel guilty for any reason if any of these roles demand, you know, bring their demand. Know this for sure, that this is God and out of him come all these roles. And God will judge you and I. I finish by reading that to you. Um, in the book of uh, uh, Corinthians, First Corinthians, chapter three, verse nine, it says, "For we are all, we are we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field and God's building, both male and female." And I say this categorically because there are some people who don't believe in women ministry. I don't know who, who if they claim to be born again. I don't know who they are born again to, because I recognize the fact that the whole of chapter sixteen of of, of Romans, Paul spoke so much about women who were apostles, women who were pastors, who were pastoring churches. They misunderstood understood the instruction that Paul said, according to Jewish culture, that it does not permit a woman to have authority over a man. But then, the, the daughters of Philip were prophetesses, which means they prophesied over men. I will together now. And you can see the role of men both in the Old and New Testament, uh, Priscilla, and the husband and Aquila, and you can see many others, Phoebe and the rest of them, who were women used by God as ministers, and really, I think, um, in the book of Third John or so, that is written to a woman pastor, you know, uh, Second John, really, Second John, yeah, Second John, he says, to the chosen lady and her children, which is the pastor chosen lady, and the children which is the church under her, who I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all who know the truth. So, John is speaking to a woman pastor here, who presides over the church. Really, he said that the elders to the chosen lady, so which means that that woman is part of elders, and she was in the affairs, she was at the hem of the affairs of the church. So know this, God called man, God called woman, and he said finally, 2 Corinthians 5.10 For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one of us may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body. He said each one of us will be judged. God will not judge man and leave woman to just go country. God will judge everybody. Each one. And he will judge us in all the roles he assigned for us. Your role as a husband, God will judge. Your role as a wife, God will judge. Your role as a mother, God will judge. Your role as a father, God will judge. Your role in your career and your faithfulness, God will judge. And your role in your spiritual calling, God will judge. But we must know this, that we always stand. When we leave this body and we are, we are called dead on earth, then that is when the journey really begins. So if you give more to the career on, in life at the expense of your spiritual calling, your career will not be part of what will give you reward. Though it may be, it will be indirectly an indirect factor if you, you are faithful in building the life of others up through that career. You get me now? Because if you, are, if you have money, you can help the poor. If you are poor, you can't help anybody because you are part of the poor. And career is what will put you in the position to do that. So they have indirect effect in, your judge, in God judging you on the day or reward I'm talking about now. But if you put all your life getting money, getting money, getting money, and you, have, you abandon your spiritual office, you can imagine that 
you will not get any word from God. So we need to know this that in our heart that our heart of service to God must be undivided. And our desire to fulfill our roles, this four roles, must be undivided. It cannot be, it cannot be um, traded at all. So God will strengthen and bless you and establish and continue to encourage you in all that you are doing. In Jesus' anointed name we pray. Amen, amen and amen. Pastor Tayo, can I have uh, 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 the four people leading us in prayer, two minutes each, each one of us, before we go into our offering. Please. Praise the Lord. I'd just like to invite um, Dickiness Ogotrashe um, to start us off tonight. Um, Dickiness, please. Praise the Lord. Um, my prayer points, before I pray, I want to thank Mommy and I want to thank Daddy for what we have heard tonight. Um, Mom has taught us about balancing our role, you know, every role, the uh, role as a career woman, balancing our role as a mother, as a wife, and in our calling. And my prayer point is from the book of Proverbs, chapter 31, verse 30, which talks about Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Mom said something when she was teaching us. She said, we can't do, you know, like balance all these roles ourselves. We can't do all these things ourselves. We need God in our lives. We need to fear him. So I want us to pray tonight that we will fear the Lord, that the Lord should give us the grace to fear him in order to balance these roles. I want us to begin to pray that we will fear God because we need to fear him. Let's begin to pray. Father Almighty, we lift up our voices tonight. We want to thank you, O oh God, for all that you have taught us through, through your daughter and your son tonight. Father, to balance these roles, we need you, O oh God. We cannot do it ourselves, as mom said. We need to fear you in order to balance everything. Father, we pray for the fear of God to grip every man, every woman that has listened to our mother tonight. Help us to fear you, O oh God, so that we will balance these roles accordingly to please your holy name. Father, help us to fear you in our roles, O oh God. As a mother, help us to fear you. As a wife, help us to fear you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to fear you in our careers, O oh God. Help us to fear you in our calling, O oh God. Father, we pray, O oh God, that, Lord, that your fear will grip us. When we fear you, we will obey the teachings of your daughter. When we fear you, O oh God, we will do everything to please you. We need, O oh God, the fear of God in order to please you. Help us to fear you, Lord. Help us to fear you, Lord. Father, we thank you tonight. To you be glory, honor, and adoration. In Jesus' name, I've prayed. Amen. Amen. I'd like to now invite Dickiness Rosalie Dahore. Amen. Amen. Uh, my prayer point is from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, which says, we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God separated, prepared in advance for us to do. Um, I thank God for the teaching that we have received today. 
And that's why I picked that uh, prayer point. Because the Lord has shown us that he has prepared us to do good works for him. Not only in the kingdom, but as mothers, as wives, as uh, in our calling, in our, as um, career women. So we're going to lift up our voice to thank the Lord for what he has placed in us. And also to help us to realize that the Lord has equipped us. And mommy has shown us today, this evening, how the Lord has equipped us for his glory to do good works. So that as we come out of that convention, we shall not remain the same. That we, are, we pick up what we have left up and forge ahead to the building of a, of a, of a kingdom and of our communities and our families. Let us pray. My Lord and my God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We bless your holy name, O Lord. Thank you for the privilege you have given to us, O Lord, to be your handiwork, so Father. You have created us to do good works. And Father, we cannot even begin to imagine the abilities that you have placed in us, O Lord. And we thank you for the love of your daughters who have shown us every qualities that you have placed in us to balance our lives as mothers, as as uh, careers women, as uh, workers in your kingdom, Lord, to impact our families, to impact our communities, to impact people around us, oh Lord. My Lord, we thank you, Father, for what you're doing in our lives, oh Father. And we know, Father, that you have beautified us through your glory as women in the kingdom, oh Father. Help us not to look ourselves as less than what you have prepared us to be. Lord, help us, Lord, to pick up, oh Father, to trust in you, to trust in the abilities that you have placed in us, oh Lord, to do good works in your kingdom, to do good works in our family, to do good works as married women, to do good works in our communities, oh Lord. My Lord, we pray, oh Father, that as we leave this convention, oh Father, we lift up our heads high, oh Father, and forge your soul uh, uh, to do your work, oh Father. Lord, we pray, you, Father, we know, oh Lord, you have train our fingers for war and our, our hands for battle, O oh Lord, to not be intimidated by what you see, not to see ourselves unless, so oh Father, that we cannot do things. But on the contrary, you have made us helpers, suitable helpers, to help our, uh, our spouses in the works, in their lives, so oh Father, to be builders of homes, so oh Father, of families. You have shown the power that you have placed in women, oh Father, to build up me or yes. to tear it down, oh Father, of the kingdom, oh Lord. We give you all the praise and all the adoration. Thank you, Father. We bless you for the love of our Father and our mother in the Lord, O Lord, that you continue to feed them, O Lord, as the leaders on the path of righteousness. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lighting from its dickiness. Gina? Okay, okay. Praise the Lord. Amen. Um... Like Apostle said, he's been fantastic. He has been fantastic. We thank you, thank you, Mom, thank you, Dad, thank you for enriching us. Thank you for all the information that you have given to us. Thank you for teaching us from above. Can you follow me to from to Isaiah 60 verse 19 and 20? And he reads. 
the sun will no long will no more be our light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on on you. For the Lord will be our everlasting light, uh, everlasting light, perfect tabernacle, and our, and your God will be your glory. Verse twenty reads, "Your sun will never be, will never set again, and your moon will wane no more. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your days of sorrow will end." We're gonna thank the Lord because God has been so good to us. The Bible says the God that brings the vision brings the provision. God has actually given us a vision through the woman of God, and God has actually used the woman of God to equip us for the vision. Like tonight, he has given us clue of how you balance your day, your work, mother, and I can, I can understand from where she's speaking because I'm in it and I've been there. But for being a pastor in the church, and being a mother and being a worker, it takes the grace of God. But the God has glorified us and beautified us with his glory. So let's thank the Lord as women. Let's thank the Lord as leaders in the church who has given us a mother in the house, who has given us a vision, and he has given us a provision. He has equipped us. Let's thank the Lord for what he's doing in our midst, for this convention. For we will glorify, he has glorified us, beautifying us with his glory. Father, we thank you for this time. And each year our convention is different. And this year is not, is, it has, is, is not a, a separate year. Father, we thank you for glorifying us with your glory. We thank you for what you're doing among us. Thank you, O oh Lord, for, for not giving us vision. Thank you for we are not in confusion. Thank you for giving us direction. I'm sure anyone that has been confused has got direction from this teaching. Thank you, everlasting King of King, Lord of Lords. Thank you for giving us direction. Thank you for all equipping us as a women, as mothers, as leaders. Thank you for teaching us how to direct our goals. Thank you for teaching us how to prioritize our life our vision. We thank you for being our everlasting life. Thank you for glorifying us with, beautifying us with your glory in this season. We glorify your name, Lord. For after this conversion, our life will never remain the same. Thank you for where you're directing us. Thank you for ordering our steps. Thank you for who shine. The Bible says we are the light of the world. After this convention, we will go out and shine. We will go out and bring glory to the, our life. Will bring glory to God. The Bible says that the glory of the Lord is seen all over the world, and the the world will see the glory of the Lord. The world will see the glory of God from us, from our attitude, our behavior, our character, the way we balance things. Thank you, Father. We are not the ones that say we are stressful, we are depressed because we don't know what to do. Thank you for giving us direction. Excellent of Jacob. Thank you, Father. In this season, even in the time the world is in the darkest season, you have given us light and you made us light. Even in this time of COVID, even in this time of distress, you have given us light to shine. And we will shine for you yes, in the Lord. name of Jesus. Yes. Excellent of Jacob, we magnify your name. Yes, for Lord. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
I'd like to invite Pastor Claudette. Pastor Claudette.